You know that feeling you get when sometimes you hear a Taravot and it lights you up? Are you allowed to have favorite Taravots? After all, it's all the wisdom of God, so how can some be more favorable than others? Welcome to the Transformative Daft. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today we are on page 21 of Tractate Exubus, and we learn that each of us has a special letter in the Torah that we connect with. Find it, learn it, and shout it to the world. Welcome to the Transformative Duff, and thank you for being my Chavrissa today. I like to begin with a story. Rabbi Goldmuller was the new rabbi in Provence. It was Parshas Yisro, and time to read the Ten Commandments. Oddly, he noticed that half the shul was standing, while the other half remained seated. The congregants who were sitting down started shouting at those who were standing up, telling them to sit down and stop blocking their view and ability to hear the Balkara clearly. The ones who were standing up then began to yell at the ones who were sitting down, telling them to stand up and show some respect. The new rabbi didn't know what to do. The president suggested that he consult the oldest member of the community, one of the original founders of their shul who could no longer make it to services. Off he went, accompanied by leaders of each faction. The standing delegation asked, Isn't our minhag to stand during the Ten Commandments? No, that's not the tradition, replied the old man. The leaders of the sitting campaign were beaming. Then our tradition is to sit. No, that's not the tradition, he responded, shaking his head. Then the rabbi said to the old man, But the congregants fight all the time, shouting at each other about whether they should sit or stand. Aha! the old man interrupted, exclaiming, That is our minhag. Let's look at today's Gemara. Rabbi Yehuda quoted Shmuel. If a document came before a court and the court ratified it, and then the document was produced in order to collect the debt, at which time the borrower contested its validity and claimed that it was forged, one witness who was a signatory on the document and a judge who ratified the document can join to testify that the document is valid. Rami Bar-Khama said, How excellent is this halacha? Rabbi said, In what way is that excellence manifested? That which the witness testifies the incident he witnessed. The judge does not testify. And that which the judge testifies that the document was ratified, the witness does not testify. Let's analyze the Gemara. The Gemara is beautiful. Not only do we learn Torah from the teachings of our sages, but their day-to-day interactions provide a wealth of meaning about how we should conduct ourselves throughout our lives. Often, the fact that the Gemara records their reactions to a certain comment is incredibly insightful. A single phrase such as Rami Bahama's pleasure upon learning the halakha about judges and witnesses joining their testimony to one another can capture the attention of our commentators and stir up a complex halakhic discussion. In this case, Alibida Hilchasa questions the sage's pleasure, noting that the Gemara and Erevin suggest that one should not praise a particular halakha. Doing so implies that other halakhas are not as pleasing. He suggests that a similar issue arises with selling alios in shul. The Kitz of Shalat writes that one should not announce that certain call-ups, such as the Ten Commandments, are special ones. That would lead the congregation to assume that the other parts of the Torah are not special. That's why many Ashkenazim are surprised if they happen to be in a Sephardic synagogue and the congregants remain seated. And Sephardim are just as confused when Ashkenazim stand up for the Ten Commandments. The issue arises, of course, because there's no concept in Judaism called the Ten Commandments. We have 613, the so-called Big Ten, and not actually commandments, but correctly termed the Aseras Hadibros, the Ten Declarations. In Temple times, we would recite these faith affirmations on a daily basis. 
But then the heretics arose and claimed that they were the ten most important mitzvahs. And so in order to clarify the matter, the sages decided to end the daily recital. That's why many authorities are wary of the practice of standing for the reading of the Ten Commandments in shul, hence the general Sephardic practice not to. Returning to the question of preferred Torah teachings, the Rashash concludes that despite the understandable concern, we encounter numerous instances of our sages praising a particular teaching, such as in our Gemara. Therefore, it would appear to be permissible to have favorite Torah ideas. Perhaps this feeling of connection to particular Torah pieces is related to the teaching of the Baal Shem Tov, which says that every Jew is represented by a specific letter in the Torah. The name of our people, Yisrael, may be read as an acronym, Yesh Shishim Ribo Osios Latara. There are 600,000 letters to the Torah, corresponding to the census of the Israelites when the Torah was given. Each of our souls has a unique connection to a specific detail in the Torah, and so when we hear something associated with our personal letter, our neshama lights up. The thought of becoming versed in the entire corpus of Torah can feel daunting. We say to ourselves, I'll never gain mastery of everything. So, not knowing where to start, we often don't even begin to try. The key to success in Torah is Rabbi Tarfan's aphorism. It is not incumbent upon you to complete the task, yet you are not free to desist from it. We must make our best efforts and put aside any naysaying of the Itzahara, who tells us that we'll never get very far. So where do you start your quest? The easiest place to jump in is the place that you enjoy the most. If you found your letter in the Torah, your favorite teachings, focus on those pieces and expand your Torah learning from there. Most of us won't get to a point where we have all of the Tanakh, Gemara, and Halacha at our fingertips, but that doesn't mean that we should have nothing at our fingertips. How often do you find yourself at a Shabbos table, a Shalom Zachar, or a Sheva Brachas, with everyone waiting for a good vart, and you can't think of anything? The trick to having that vart at your fingertips is to have some favorites. You might be learning Torah on a regular basis, but you need to find some special teachings that really speak to you and get you excited. You'll then want to share that excitement with others, even if you've repeated it a hundred times. Find some Torah ideas that really move your soul. May you always have Torah at your fingertips and never be short of opportunities to share it with the world. Wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Daf Yomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Daf Yomi global movement, there's something in the transformative Daf for everyone. It's about joining the conversation. It's about talking over the Daf with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Dvar Torah. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe to achieving a life of simcha and purpose. Transform your life today. The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaica Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicapress.com. Thank you, The Transformative Daf.